Each and every decision you've made in your life has had an impact, shaped you into the person you are today. But what if I told you that there exists a universe for each of those choices, where things turned out differently? This may be a mere theory in our world, but within the realms of comic books, science fiction, or fantasy, it is a reality that holds infinite wonders and horrors. Either way, they make for some good storytelling. So come with us as we talk about the events occurring now and in the future. Let us discuss the state of the multiverse. Hello and welcome back to State of the Multiverse, episode 2, with me, your host, Reese. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to just fix something that uh, I messed up last week. Uh, I misspelled the name of that artist on Instagram uh, in, the, in, my, in my notes. And to just so you guys know, when you're looking for the, her page and to try to find some of her art, the the name is spelled S N O T T I E S N O T Snotty Snot. I uh, I spelled it with a Y instead of the I E last week, uh, and I also want I uh, wanted to recommend a comic book for you guys if you wanted to to look into it, but. I say I the one I was going to mention last week I save I save for this week, uh. So that will be something I want to do in each episode. You know, recommend a good comic book or graphic novel that I've read to you guys, and if you guys you know end up picking it up and maybe give me some feedback and just see what you guys think of it, we can talk about it. Um, because you know there's no point in reading comics if you can't talk to anybody about it. Some of the best conversations I've had have been you know looking through a comic book store and you see someone reading a book and you guys just get get to talking for way too long and you both end up being late to whatever you're actually doing but uh yeah so that'll just just get that out of the way first thing so we have a lot of rumors about marvel related stuff or marvel slash disney i should say let's start working our way through it we got uh the next end game type uh movie or event that the mcu may be leading to could be secret wars based on the jonathan hickman graphic novel from 2015 it was part of his avengers run and which i've been meaning to get into because a lot of people have been recommending that to me um fin fang foom and fa lo su or sui and i'm not sure how to pronounce that one i haven't come across that character before but they could appear in the shang chi and the legend of the ten rings movie i'm familiar with fin fang foom uh big green dragon guy um yeah i mean that 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 obviously be cool to see in a movie um disney uh the people uh, in charge of disney are apparently quote unimpressed by fox's new mutants movie and if if it gets a release date or if it gets released at all it'll probably be on hulu or disney plus or something like that i mean at this stage I'd say just release the movie, you know, or or, or or either make up your mind and release it or not, either way. But, uh, while I didn't entirely hate Dark Phoenix, it was definitely kind of going, you know, the franchise going out with a whimper rather than a roar. But, um, yeah, see see what happens, I guess, with that. Um, there's a theory that She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, could be Spider-Man's lawyer going forward in the MCU. Um, I personally prefer the Daredevil theory, which I mentioned last week, but both are very good characters. If either one of them ever happened, that would be really cool. She-Hulk's a good character, too. Um, yeah, uh, that'd, be, that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, Kate Blanchett is apparently interested in returning as Hela in Thor Love and Thunder, because she said to herself, you know, you don't see Hela really die. She gets crushed by Sir's sword, but we didn't actually see close up what happened so there's a, definitely a possibility I mean I, I think Loki could show up if not you know his ghost or something like that but leading into the next one the Loki series on Disney Plus could lead directly into Thor Love and Thunder apparently uh, Scarlet Witch uh, may do something that will result in the multiverse of madness or something negative along those lines that you could possibly have to fight Doctor Strange I think this would be pretty interesting um, but I'd say it could be um, maybe build them up, you know, make make them friends for most of the movie and then have something make them fight, you know, that, that she did or maybe she didn't realize that she did. 
That would be pretty interesting. Um, I've heard from varying sources that it's either a rumor or it's confirmed, so I'm not going to say either way. We'll just go with a rumor for now. Um, that Ewan McGregor will come back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus spin-off series. Um, I mean, he was the best part of the prequels, so yeah, bring him back. I mean, if, if they're doing anything Obi-Wan Kenobi related, I, I think they should do use Ewan McGregor because he's been very open about wanting to do it. Um, another rumor is that Quicksilver may return to the MCU, at least briefly, um, in Doctor Strange two and the you know the multiverse of madness, uh, I thought that that version of Quicksilver was very underdeveloped. Not that we've had much more development character wise with the with the X Men, uh, Quicksilver, but he's generally considered the more you know preferred of the two. Um, I addressed this in a really in a quick uh, breaking news episode uh, before this. Um, Spider Man is now out of the MCU due to a disagreement. Uh, between Sony and Disney and uh, their deal renewal is after falling out. Um, go check that out, out that episode if you want to hear more about that. Um, for those who have already listened to that, I would like to just say um, that Sony can make good Spider-Man movies. You know, Spider-Verse is a true testament to that and obviously the Raimi trilogy. I'm not ta- I, I think whatever happens, we're probably still going to get good movies. But obviously, I would prefer if Tom Holland's Spider Man stayed in the MCU. Otherwise, you know, like uh, we, we, as as comic fans, we want you know the characters that we love to be able to interact with each other. So that's that's where I'm coming from. But we will have to just wait and see what happens with that. And the last thing I have is if you look closely in the scene in Avengers Endgame, you know, portals when everybody starts coming through, some of the sorcerers that you can see have the mark of Dormammu. Which I thought was pretty interesting. I came across that recently. Um, they wouldn't be the first people I'd go to for help, but you know, I guess they wanted everybody. Guess that didn't include the defenders. <laughs> um, the DC updates that we have: Krypton has been cancelled after its second season. I personally really enjoyed the first season of Krypton. I haven't gotten around to the second season, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I know they were introducing Lobo. They had uh, Doomsday from season one going into season two. General Zod, Brainiac. They were doing a lot. They had Adam Strange. But apparently the Lobo show that was in development is not cancelled. It's just looking for a new home independent from sci-fi. Ramsey Russo is playing Bloodwork on the CW Flash show and will join the uh, Team Flash. But uh, I remember talking about this in the last episode. I read the book where Bloodwork came into the Flash comics. Wasn't a big fan. I uh, I enjoyed the book, but it wasn't the best in the series. Um, if it's done well in the show, all all the better for it. But uh, let's just say I I don't have much expectations, but I'm open to be surprised. James Gunn, director of the both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, who is working on the Suicide Squad. Uh, has teased the inclusion of King Shark and Harley Quinn on social media. And the poster for Titans Season 2 was released the other day. Uh, it was very cool. It had everybody on it. the Everyone from the first season and the new inclusion, such as Superboy and Ravager and uh, my particular favourite, Deathstroke, who you see at the bottom of the poster in a very comic book accurate suit, which I was very happy with. Uh, in Amazon news, The Boys Season 2 will be, quote, bigger, bloodier, and better than the first season. You know, no, no complaints there. Um, Netflix, we got some bit of news. An adaptation of Jupiter's Legacy has set photos. Josh Demel as Utopian and an unknown villain are seen in these set photos. It is the first uh, show that's going to come out in Netflix's uh, Malarverse uh, from Mark, the writer Mark Malar. Um, he's a very good writer, and a, a, f- a friend just recommended it to me the other day. That's that series, so possibly I could get into that one. I mean, I like Josh Demel as an actor from for the most part. I don't know who else is attached to the series, but if it's superhero related, I'm d- I'm bound to give it a try. And that's all we got for updates. But yeah, I think that's enough. Um, it's predominantly rumors, but hey, news is news in this world. 
And I would like to wish a happy birthday to Marvel's D- The Defenders on Netflix. I was actually rewatching the show uh, the last few days uh, without realizing we were that close to the uh, the anniversary or the two year anniversary. Um, the Marvel's Defenders, if you don't know, included the main stars of the four other or four of the other uh, Marvel TV shows: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Punisher was not included, and that would probably be my only you know problem with the series. Uh, I for one enjoyed the defenders. Um, the the story wasn't the best, but the the character interactions were superb. I thought, especially uh, Matt Murdock, uh, aka Daredevil, and uh, Jessica Jones. Those were some great scenes. Uh, and I didn't even realize when I first watched the defenders that there's a scene where Daredevil plays the piano, and it's it's part of the story. But like he plays a few notes on the piano, and it's actually the theme song to Daredevil. I'm sure other people caught copped onto that, but I, for some reason, when I watched it for the first time, I, I didn't. Um, and in Defenders related news, actually, uh, Kevin Feige, the guy in charge of Marvel, seems to be interested in doing Heroes for Hire, which is cool. But hopefully, he doesn't recast because I think, uh, with a little bit more exposure and maybe tweaking things a little bit the Netflix versions of Luke Cage and Iron Fist and really all the characters could work great in the MCU. Uh, personally, I really hope they don't get uh, recast because I think especially if you look at Daredevil, Jessica Jones and The Punisher, those three are some some great interpretations of those characters. I mean, if I had to keep any of them, it would be Daredevil, obviously, but I think Jessica Jones is fantastic and The Punisher... You know, some people have disagreements with how accurate John Bernthal's version of the Punisher is, but I think if you take it for what it is, it's a great version of the character. You know, and nothing's ever going to be one hundred percent accurate, but um, yeah, in terms of interpretation, it was a great modernization of the character, and uh, there was a there was a realness brought to a character that is like most in the medium. Uh, very over the top sometimes and they even manage to make the skull vest slash shirt work which is always a tricky thing in these adaptations it seems but yeah I mean those Netflix shows you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again I, I want to see more and hopefully when the, uh, when, the when, when the contract is up with Netflix in 2020 next year that we can get some confirmation either way on whether we're getting more or if that's it but yeah we can we can just keep going i mean you have you have groups such as uh, save daredevil who do have been doing so much over the last few months since the cancellation of that of the show i mean they got uh they, they have they have vincent d'onofrio and you know some of the other actors helping them out and the yeah, they, I think they met up in Times Square and they had uh, some of the billboards there were advertising for them and it's just I mean even the people working on the show didn't expect it they like they had they had four seasons planned after season three worth like worth of story which if they just leave it there that's 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 really bad you know but it's uh, like I said in the in the Spider-Man breaking news episode um it's just we like we we are we are spoiled a little bit for in terms of what we're getting but at the same time we do kind of have to be the ones to suffer when these companies make ridiculous decisions but it's 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 it just leaves people frustrated Speaking of the uh, of the actors who have been helping out the Save Daredevil campaign, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays Kingpin, uh, Wilson Fisk was was one of them, and uh, Royce Johnson, who plays Detective Mahoney in all three seasons of uh, Daredevil and two seasons of The Punisher as well. Um, 
he has been helping them out a lot as well as uh, the actor who plays Ellison. I can't recall his, his name at the moment. But a uh, uh, funny story, Royce Johnson. Uh, every time I, I comment anything on his page or, you know, like mention him and anything, like he, he's, he's so nice. He always gets back to me. And uh, just a really nice guy. Just thought I'd share that little positive uh, story or fact, however you call it. Um, it seems like a lot of the, the actors involved, especially with Daredevil and these shows, they they really love what they do and that's it shows you know every everyone that works on daredevil and, and all these other shows they you can tell they have such respect and love for the character and and the and the supporting characters as well it's not just for for matt murdoch but everyone involved puts in their a game and we if we don't get any more the way I look at it as you know is you know Daredevil went out on a high note, a very high note, and even Punisher, like the last moment of that show, is the most fan service, comic accurate thing in that that show ever did. I think, <laughs> and even Jessica Jones, which kind of capped off the Netflix Marvel universe, they all went out on the best they could be you know even if they didn't finish the story like in luke cage and iron fist and really all of them if they didn't get to finish the story they still went out the highest they'd been i mean a lot of people didn't like iron fist season one i was one of them season two was great you know i i, I really enjoyed it i've i've been reading um ed brubaker's daredevil run i have three of i have uh, the three collection books and through his writing and then other people recommending it, I'm probably going to get into his uh, Iron Fist run because I've heard that's great and that's what they were going for in the, the, the show's future. But the, 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 the weight is always the worst part, you know. I mean, you want to know one way or the other, which is frustrating, but... At the end of the day, we can always just go back and rewatch it. I mean, I started rewatching Daredevil yesterday, um, the first season, uh, to see how far those characters have come since then. It's it's crazy. It's like going back and before season eight of Game of Thrones came out, I rewatched the whole show, which I'm sure most people did. And for one, most of those characters were still alive, and two, they're all baby faced, and you know they hadn't been through all that shit. <laughs> But, yeah, so, back to the original point, happy birthday, Defenders. Uh, hopefully we get more of the characters involved, and hopefully we'll hear something soon. So, like I said last week, I think I'm going to talk to you guys about some of my personal favorite uh, alternate universes in comics. And um, Well, some of them... You know, may not be considered alternate universes. They more alternate timelines. It's my list, so I'm gonna just mention some some good ones. <laughs> um, the first one I'd like to mention is the Injustice Universe from DC Comics. Uh, it it first began in the NetherRealm Studios game Injustice Gods Among Us, and Tom Taylor has kind of helmed the the prequel comics. The, the that begin five years before the events of the game and also uh, now between Injustice 1 and Injustice 2 uh, there's comics as well which I've been reading the last few years I think they're fantastic and I would highly recommend them I mean if you if you're if, if you're sick of the you know the same old DC stories I'd recommend pick up Injustice because anything can happen character you love can be there one minute and not there the next if you know what I mean they it's 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 a it's a great twist on the DC universe because you're seeing characters used and or also behaving in ways that they would never normally would and for those who aren't familiar with the injustice universe and what caused it to be like that is the uh, the Joker tricks Superman into killing his pregnant wife Lois Lane uh, 
through the use of uh, kryptonite-laced fear gas from Scarecrow. And it's pretty brutal, to say the least. Um, so when Superman realizes that he just killed his pregnant wife, um, he kills the Joker, to, to be blunt. He runs his hand through his chest. <laughs> um, and a lot of people have... I don't know whether like, they've addressed it or not, but something I still kind of stand with is that Wonder Woman is the villain of the Injustice universe. Um, because she kind of pushes or manipulates uh, Superman into becoming a global dictator. I mean, uh, Superman is obviously by no means a saint in this series. He does a lot of heinous shit. Um, but he wanted to stop all war on Earth. Uh, an admirable, um, if <laughs> again, an, an, it's definitely an admirable uh, goal, but at the, at the end of the day, he does allow himself to be manipulated um, by by varying people, but mainly Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman wants to replace Lois Lane. She wants to. Well, she wants Clark to look at her the way he looked at Lois, um, which isn't. Uh, I mean, it happens eventually, but the events of the first game, which is five years after the Lois dies, but you know, it's it's not a, it's not a great light to paint Wonder Woman in, let's say. Um, but the main conflict sides between Batman's side, which would consist of characters like the Bat Family, uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Captain Atom, Black Lightning few other people like that like the like the the kind of not b-list characters but the ones who wouldn't be like justice league level you know gods um so they would be known as the insurgency and they go to war against superman's regime uh comprised of the justice league and some villains uh but both sides employ villains at varying stages um the comic series is divided into years uh, so, year one, it's when it all begins, obviously, uh, it's, it's kind of the fallout of, uh, Lois's death, and what it does to Clark, and how everyone is kind of split down the middle, year two is the Lantern War, which, uh, Superman ends up getting the help from Sinestro, and his Yellow Lantern Corps, and the Green Lanterns show up at Earth, and there's a big, there's a big battle, and it's, it's very good. It's uh, it's it's interesting. Year three is when magic comes into it, uh, which is pr it's probably. I don't know whether it'd be my my favorite year, but it's it's definitely up there because it features the character John Constantine, or as it's actually pronounced Constantine, but I refuse to say that because it just sounds ridiculous. Um, yeah, it has characters like so like John Constantine, um, Trigon. Miss, Mr. Mitziet's Pitalik, um, the Spectre, uh, loads of really cool characters, uh, Dead Man, great, great guy, uh, he's, he's, a, he's always good for a laugh in the comics, um, year four is when the Greek pantheon, the, the, the Greek gods comes into it, and there's, a there's some really cool fights in that one, I mean, you have, uh, you have Shazam, who has the power of seven Greek gods, f having a fist fight with Hercules, and saying, we're going to call you Hercules, because you don't deserve my H. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then, and then Zeus temporarily takes away his powers, and he's like, you only get lightning to change, because I let you, which was a great moment to read. And then year five is kind of the not, oh, it's definitely not the winding down, but it's the it's getting closer to where we see the characters in, in the first game, and it's it's a. It, I remember reading it and I was like, holy shit! I mean, some of the stuff you, they never even address in the first game, they they do it in the, in the comic, um. The, how far Superman has fallen, 
is the whole point of the series, um, or one of the points, but you know that last book in particular kind of really shows some of the lengths. I, I I I could talk about it more, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys. If you don't want to spend the money or do anything like that to to read the series bit by bit, I would recommend Comic Storian. Uh, he has a whole playlist. Uh, you could just sit there and just watch uh, the the videos, or he has years one to five all in one big video. If you want to wanted to sit down and get through the whole thing, uh, check that out. It's uh, on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, Injustice definitely one of my favorite multiverse or, or alternate universes in DC. Our next universe we have is Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. This takes place on Earth twenty two. Um, I I say that I'll say the numbers if it's if it's listed. Uh, not all of them are specifically said where it takes place in the multiverse. Um, in this world, the they've embraced the anti-hero. It was this was written in the nineties, I should say, where anti-heroes were on the rise, and you had characters like Spawn and Lobo, and I mean even you know Batman's replacements in John Paul Valley was very nineties. But uh, the heroes of old are seemingly obsolete and they either reside in isolation or work away from the spotlight. Superman in this universe hasn't saved anybody in years. He just lives out on the Kent farm. Uh, the rest of the Justice League are shadows of their former selves, really. Um, the world is on the brink. Uh, it's inching towards annihilation. And one pastor, along with the Spectre, are there to witness it. The uh the story, yeah, takes place over four issues, and it uses the uh, it uses verses from the Book of Revelations to describe or to kind of help with the the story of what's going on. Um, the it's kind of, it's it's it was DC's Civil War before Marvel did it, kind of. Um, everyone split down the middle. They some are kind of stuck in their old ways and the others are adapting to the new world but not in the best way because this world is harsh and they 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 don't want your granddad superman you know they don't see him as relevant anymore it's a very nihilistic book but the the art is phenomenal by alex ross um the the story itself is very very good. I, I I read it on a plane. Uh, when I got the book, I read it on 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 a long flight. Read the whole thing, and it was, it was it was fantastic. I mean, there's so some of the best characters in it would obviously be Superman, and then you have Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. Um, the the pastor and the Spectre are both great uh, because they're not allowed to interact. They have to just watch everything play out, and the the kingdom come universe has it was it was made as kind of a warning as to what the dc characters could become and every once in a while in the comics they will you know lay easter eggs or hints towards oh maybe we'll go to kingdom come one day you know maybe we're going to there um i think i i don't i don't keep up with the weekly comics but i think was it titans or teen titans one of the books recently, the uh, the the younger I think, or maybe it was Young Justice actually, they uh, they came across or they were going through different dimensions and they came through the Kingdom Come universe. I saw an image of that I think, so they they they, they those versions of the characters show up a lot, uh, or not a lot. They wouldn't be in it every single week, but they every couple of years they'd they pop up in some sort of great moment, uh, or great book. Uh, the 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 nihilism is very very relevant um, nowadays I think so if the world is seemingly just hurtling out of control the I think I think this book could be a good one if if that's how you're saying things um it. It's not, you know, a complete doom and gloom book. It's, you know, without spoiling anything, you know, there's the idea of the light at the end of the tunnel. The superheroes 
of old will always be preferable over the newer ones it seems um i mean that that could be used in any sort of situation with combo characters now i mean if you're talking about someone taking up a mantle or replacing them and you know there's always going to be backlash but yeah the uh the book i haven't read it in a while probably since i first read it yeah i think i only read it the once but i have it still and i should probably reread it sometime but i've got a lot of comic books to get through and i'm almost at the end of the first ed brubaker daredevil so that should that should hopefully keep me busy for a while i still got a lot to get through but uh, yeah, Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. It's one of the most famous graphic novels of all time, I think. I think it was written in 1996, was it? It was written. Um, yeah, definitely definitely one to check out if you're serious about getting into comic books. You know, or, I remember I've talked to people so many times about like their first comic books, and everyone kind of goes for the big ones first. I mean, technically, my first comic book wasn't uh, a a very famous one it was a green lantern one uh from the new 52 but i but my dad got it for me with uh with the dark knight returns so i'd like to say that my first comic book was the dark knight returns but it, it wasn't it was the green lantern one I, I even read it first because i was more into green lantern than batman at that stage and batman is a character I'm, i go in i go you know in and out of uh, fe- uh positive feelings towards <laughs> But, uh, yeah, actually, Batman's really good in this book, too. Um, uh, the character designs are really cool. I mean, Superman obviously has his uh, his more traditional look, but the crest, or the, uh, the symbol, is uh, blacked out in the background where the yellow normally would be, and it's a straight across uh, red S, which is very famous. This is the iteration of Superman that Brendan Routh will be playing in the crossover uh crisis on infinite earths which hopefully they uh they don't mess up <laughs> um yeah so definitely one to check out guys next we have the batman white knight universe by sean murphy uh i only read this one a couple of months ago i thought it was a fantastic uh twist on the relationship between batman and the joker and that whole uh, dichotomy um the the world that they, that they inhabit in this one is very gritty um obviously you know batman is in sunshine and rainbows but at the same time it's it seems like it's just darker but that, i think that's probably just due to sean murphy's art style as well he both uh illustrated and wrote this graphic novel and it's actually got a sequel book which is uh curse of the white knight um, I haven't. I'm waiting till it's completely done, and I'll if it's get good, if it gets good reviews, I'll pick it up. But um, because I don't really read the weekly or monthly issues, I just read in volumes. But uh, in this universe, the Joker has been cured. Yes, folks, he is no longer a raving lunatic. Um, and with his newfound sanity, he makes a case against Batman and the city of Gotham that vigilantism and the Dark Knight specifically are the cause of everybody's problems. And the question is, who is the hero that Gotham actually needs? Is it Batman or Jack Napier, who was formerly the Joker? Uh, there's a lot going on around this central conflict that fleshes out the world and makes you really want to know more. And there's a lot of cool characters, uh, a lot of cool redesigns of characters too. But, uh, yeah, it's it it takes what you know about Batman and maybe what it, what you even didn't know and kind of turns it on its head because you look at vigilantism and in Gotham not through the eyes of the vigilantes who are who know that or in their mind they know that they need to be there or else the city would fall apart but you take a look at it from someone who's been turned back to normality and the people on the ground I mean they they even point out how much destruction the Batmobile causes which is very, very cool. Um, and the amount of twists and turns in this series blew my mind. I mean, I was re- I probably read it over the course of a few days uh, on, on bus trips. But um, yeah, the 
it's definitely it's it's a newer series, but it's or it's a newer book, but it's probably going to be looked back as a classic. I'd say. Uh, the. It's hard to kind of talk about without giving anything away, but uh yeah, the Jack Napier, uh, Joker, character is probably the most interesting, obviously, because he's more or less the protagonist. Um, whereas Batman is the antagonist in this, but yeah, the, um, the, the Bat family members that are in it, as far as I remember, they are, uh, they are all interesting as well. Like, you know, they, they don't always agree with Batman, which they don't always do in the normal continuity either, but in this, they kind of push it a little bit and it's, it's very dark as well at times, but it's not without its humorous moments. Uh, yeah, it's as I said, it's a relatively new one, but definitely one to check out. So moving away from the DC uh, alternate universes for a bit, we have Old Man Logan by Mark Millar. Uh, this takes place on Earth 807128. And in this universe, Wolverine is dead. But Logan is still alive, don't worry. Um, and he hasn't let his claws out in quite a long time that's obviously one of the questions you're probably wondering about uh, why he hasn't but that gets revealed in a very good part of the book I won't say anything um, I mean Wolverine is a, is a character who practices restraint but isn't always successful in the practicing so you'd wonder how he managed to keep the claws in for so long but he's got good reason or he feels as he does uh in this story, we are wondering where have all the heroes gone to? Why is the country basically in shit? Uh, it's mainly just all desert. A, a lot of the country just kind of went away uh, in terms of growth. The In this story, Wolverine, or Logan, has a, has a family and he's trying to uh, keep them safe and supported. But uh, he needs money badly. And when Hawkeye, uh, an aged blind Hawkeye, shows up offering uh, an opportunity to earn money that Logan desperately needs, the two of them go across country and try to fulfill a task. And he, he's he got to get the money by a certain date because the person in charge of this area, the country, is the Hulk and the Hulk gang. And they... They give him a time frame before, uh, and well, they give him a time frame in which he needs to get them the money, or else they're let's just say not gonna let his family stay where they're living, uh, <laughs> which is a very shitty house and in one piece. But um, yes, yeah, so it's a very dark version of the Marvel universe. Uh, the country itself is basically just being run by villains. And so on the west coast, you have Hulkland, uh, which formerly uh, belo- belonged to the Abomination, uh, just toward getting t- more closer to Central America. You have the Kingdom of the Kingpin, which originally belonged to Mag- Magneto, but and then middle of the, 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 the center of America doesn't really belong to anybody, it's kind of you know, no man's land. Uh, and then when you're starting to inch your way towards the east coast, you got Doom's Lair, which he definitely didn't make it too bad in the deal of, of land. Um, and then on the east coast, you have the President's Quarter. Um, I'm going to go ahead and not say who the President is in this story, because I feel like, you know, reading it, you, you'd be better, you know, you'd be better at a figuring it out or the the impact would be lessened if you already know the some of the other areas you have are quite interesting you have hammer falls uh the lizard king uh, osborne city mutant forbidden quarters uh mount rushmore still there you know uh electroville don't you just love that name and you still got San Francisco. That's never going away, <laughs> despite what the uh, disaster movies may say. The 
yeah, so Old Man Logan has a lot of interesting uh, versions of characters that you know and love and hate in it. The uh, It's a very bleak story, but it's definitely one worth reading. Uh, I haven't read any of the continued Old Man Logan stuff. I've just read the one original book, but I've heard by some people it's worth reading, but maybe I'll get into it down the line. Uh, yeah, Old Man Logan, Mark Millar, it's definitely worth a read I'd say the um, the 2017 Logan movie was loosely based on it and I say loosely because the majority of characters in Norman Logan Fox does not have the rights to um, I mean there's a, there's a T-Rex with a Venom symbiote on it That's that, that was never going to happen but then again Old Man Logan is you know it's a great story by itself, but then it gave us the movie Logan, so all the better. And uh, apparently the movie of Logan has been designated a specific place in the multiverse in Marvel, and that is Earth-17315. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else was aware of that or not, but yeah, I'm not sure if that counts as the whole X-Men franchise, or specifically just Logan, but... Uh, yeah, so that's a bit of fun trivia for that movie. This last one might be a little bit divisive, but uh, if you're familiar with the story, I'm sure you won't really mind, because it's a good one. Um, it's Thanos Wins by da by Donny Cates. And this story is really cool. I read it uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I just made my way through the, the, the Donny Cates Thanos stuff, and now I'm onto his... I read one book in his Venom series, and that was fantastic. Um, this is technically an alternate timeline, but c considering now it's you know no longer part of the main Marvel continuity in the comics, I I'm saying that it counts as an alternate universe. But you know, whatever, <laughs> it's my list. Um, yeah. So in this uh, story, humanity is gone. The Avengers are long dead. There are a handful of beings left in the universe that can do anything of any importance, but everything points to one inevitable outcome. Thanos wins. The Thanos of our time is brought to the future to aid his uh, his future self in the final fight. Uh, it, it's, it's very cool, you know, Thanos talking and interacting with the future version of himself who has basically beaten everybody. I mean, this future version of Thanos, King Thanos, his throne is Galactus's severed head. I mean, that's pretty badass. And his right-hand man, the guy who brings younger Thanos to the future, is Cosmic Ghost Rider, who is a really fun character. And I won't spoil who he is. Uh, that's revealed in the story in a hilarious scene. Um, but I've also read the first... Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider book where he goes through time and uh, messes with Thanos' past and it's 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 fun it's it's really fun uh, that's not even spoiling anything I don't think I just I I'd, I'd I just it's it <laughs> the the story of Cosmic Ghost Rider he, he it's he kind of spoils everything himself anyway he just messes with everything um. Yeah, and it's the story itself of Thanos wins. It, it uses his relationship with death in a really interesting way uh, as part of the story. But um, yeah, the uh, the Thanos of this universe has beaten everybody. I mean, there, there's no Avengers, there's no Guardians of the Galaxy, there's no Nova Corps. Um, I mean, I'm sure, you know the, you know the the universal cosmic beings like infinity and eternity like i'm sure they they still exist cuz if they don't nothing does but um you know stuff like the celestials uh, i forget if they're mentioned but like i i wouldn't be surprised if they were gone uh yeah it's 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 <laughs> it's a pretty bleak future i'm not gonna lie um but there's some pretty cool uh, moments uh, where older Thanos is talking about his victories and you see the illustrations in the background of him fighting like old King Thor and you know which is a character a version of Thor that I 
I'm a little bit obsessed with. Um, the the <laughs> the sheer power that this Thanos has is unnerving, but at the same time, it's pretty cool. Um, the the use of death in the story is is pretty interesting. I mean, she <laughs> she's her usual, you know, non-talking self, but uh, somehow she still gets across what you know eventually what she wants. But um, the the action as well, like the the fight scenes are some pretty cool are are really cool actually. Um, that's probably it's probably a good way to describe it. Really cool. Um, the 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 final fight that he he's brought to the future just to to help out in. I won't say who it's against, but if if you don't know the story going into it, unfortunately, I already knew it. Um, you'll be pretty surprised. <laughs> um, but not disappointed. Uh, yeah, so Thanos wins. That is definitely one to check out. I mean, before that, there's one or two books, but, you know, I, I, I even just reading that book by itself is perfectly fine, I'd say. There's nothing really you need before that. I just picked up the first one because I thought it would help, but uh, no, you could just go straight into Thanos wins. Uh, Donny Cates, his run on Thanos. I could be here all day talking about the different, you know, alternate universes and Marvel and DC that are fun, but, you know, I, I figured I'd just go with the ones that I've read and I'm familiar with. So these other ones are honorable mentions, you know, ones that I would like to talk about, but, you know, maybe, maybe for a later episode if you guys wanted to hear about them. But uh, some of the other other honorable mentions are Marvel Spider-Man, which is the PS4 game, which is in its own universe, but is technically in the comics now because it has some prequel comics. And I think the PS4 version of Spider-Man showed up in a Spider-Geddon uh, event recently, um, which I've heard was good or bad, depending on who you're asking. But... Um, I've been wanting to read like the Spider Verse or you know like one of the multiple universe Spider Man books, but I'm not sure which ones are actually considered good. I mean, everyone has their own opinion. Obviously, books that I love haven't gotten great reviews, but uh, that's something to look into because I'll, who doesn't love alternate universes? That's probably why some of you guys are here. It's one of the reasons I'm here. I love talking about alternate universe stuff. But uh, yeah, so the PS4 Spider Man game takes place on Earth ten forty eight. And if you know anything about this game, you know how good it is. You know how good the takes on those characters in the the game are. We're all just just waiting for the sequel. Uh, yeah, definitely want to check it. If you got a PS4, pick up Spider-Man PS4, <laughs> or just watch all the cutscenes and stuff on YouTube, like some people do. I mean, I've done it, but only for when I'm showing other people stuff that, of games I've already played. Um, the next one we have is the Marvel Ultimate Universe, uh, Earth 1610. I, I'm sure some of you that are familiar with the Ultimate Universe are probably sighing a little bit because yes, it didn't end on the best way. I ha I've I've read the uh, collection of Miles Morales uh, books. Um, I've read the first one. I have the second one now, but. Uh, the Spider-Verse movie got me interested in actually reading Miles' original stuff. Um, the character designs in the Ultimate Universe were really cool, and the aesthetic of it mainly in, uh, influenced the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so there's that. The The effects of the Marvel Universe, or the, the Marvel Ultimate Universe, are still being felt today and I think it's Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars which we I talked about earlier on I think the whole point of that was uh, or one of the things that happened in it was the Mar main Marvel 616 universe and the 1610 uh, Ultimate Universe collide and that's that's a great prospect you know in itself um, but uh, 
Yeah, I've watched I've watched on YouTube and listened to people talk about you know the rise and fall of the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Ultimate Spider Man, I think, was like the like the Peter Parker Ultimate Spider Man was very popular. Uh, I heard the Ultimate Fantastic Four was popular, X Men, uh, things like that. Uh, in this universe, the Avengers are called the Ultimates, if you're not aware. But uh, yeah, it's just a honorable mention. Uh, the next one is. Earth, one nine 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 nine, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it, it's technically part of it, so why not mention it? I mean, I'm sure you're all familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this stage. It's been going on for a little bit of time now, and it's made a bit of an impact, especially financially. And uh, a little mention at the end here to the dark multiverse from dc which scott snyder and greg capullo brought to us in the 2017 uh event dark knight's metal i think it technically started in 2016 but i read it in 2017 when the full book came out um this one is basically the you know the 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 other the upside down i guess you could say if you want to put it in stranger things terms the upside down of the multiverse it's the dark reflection in the mirror uh, and so each, each, each person from these Earth is from a negative Earth. So you'd have, say, an evil Batman from Earth, you know, neg- Earth negative forty two or something like that. The the reason I include this in it is because the Dark Knight's metal uh, characters are really cool for the most part. I mean, obviously, the most famous one now is the Batman Who Laughs, uh, but you've also got the Red Death, uh, Dawnbreaker, uh, Devastator. Those are, like, the kind of the best ones. Then you have the Drowned, who's pretty cool. Uh, Murder Machine. Probably my least favorite Murder Machine. Not saying that he's bad, but I wouldn't really be the, uh, the, the Murder Machine's biggest fan. But the... The Dark Knight's Metal, where uh, they all serve like this, um, this dark god named Barbatos or Barbados, um, depending on how you want to pronounce it. The 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 event was quite cool. I mean, you got to see all dark versions of other characters as well, but it was predominantly Batman. Um, but uh, yeah, no the 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 series was very uh, it was it was very metal, you know, to, to its name. Uh, I I remember watching a video on YouTube. It was about Greg Capullo when Scott Snyder uh, pitched him the idea because I think uh, as far as I know, Greg Capullo was very into heavy metal music anyway, or something like that. So that he was like straight away he was on board. Um. Yeah, the the dark multiverse has, especially through the Batman Who Laughs, has left its mark on the DC universe now because he's just everywhere in everybody's books. And I've got three alternate universes which I would like to read here. First we have his House of M by Brian Michael Bendis. And in this one it's Scarlet Witch creates a new reality where the mutant population is now the majority of the world. And I'm sure if you're aware of this series, you know about the No More Mutants line, which is something that deeply affected the Marvel Comics universe. I think it's probably still being felt today, as far as I know. Um, then you got Secret Wars by Jonathan Hickman, which we've talked about today, uh, where the main Marvel universe and the Ultimate Universe collide, and I think that's the story with God Doom, and there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, and then one DC mention I have here is Red Sun by Mark Millar, where Superman is raised in the Soviet Union, and Lex Luthor's president of the USA. Need I say more? Um, I've actually watched a cool motion comic on that one years ago on YouTube, but uh, the you know reading it is always better. Uh, I, I find when you like when I read Watchmen a little while later, or then I found a motion comic. I was like, oh, that's that's how someone interpreted that, and blah blah blah. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so that, like the, there's always you know more alternate universes that you know are worth reading, and some that are probably terrible as well. But those are some those are those are three that I'd like to read. So if you guys would like to know any more about these alternate universes, or for me to go into any further detail in another episode, uh, just feel free to let me know through the direct messaging on Instagram. Uh, like say for example, if you guys want to hear more about Injustice, I could talk all day about that universe it's really cool and there's a lot of interesting takes on characters and storylines and etc etc i'll you know if you guys want that feel free to let me know maybe i'll put up some polls on uh the instagram uh story and if like, I, I can put up between which would you guys rather uh see me cover so if you after you guys listen to the episode maybe if you guys want to vote on want to vote on them i'll be sure to put them up uh Yes, yeah, so the book recommendation I would have said last week, which I'll say now, is Tom King and Mitch Garad's Mr. Miracle from 2017. It is a fantastic... Like, I, I can't praise this book enough. It, it won Eisner Awards for Best Limited Series, Best Writer, and Best Penciler. It covers or it explores themes of death, suicide, finding purpose and joy in life. Uh... It has more layers than I first thought. I mean, I've talked, I've talked to people about it, and I've listened to analysis about it. There's so much more going on than a basic, you know, comic book story. But if you read it just as as for the story it shows, it works perfectly fine. If you don't want to get into the whole, you know, other meanings of it, if you want to take it the story for what it is, it is great. Uh, it. <laughs> The fourth world uh, that Jack Kirby created, uh, you know, the the new gods inhabit, is a very underutilized uh, playground for DC, and just to see that it's getting more attention now, and that Tom King is on board to help Ava DuVernay with the new new gods movie, it's really exciting. I mean, Mister Miracle has become one of my favorite characters after this book. Big Barda as well. Uh, Dark side is used very good, very well as well. The female furies, uh, yeah, I can't recommend this book enough. So, if you see it anywhere, or if you read comics online through you know apps or whatever, or even if, if you want to look for it on YouTube, I mean, like any of these stories I've I've really talked about, you can probably find them on channels like Comic Storian or Comics Explained, stuff like that. You know those those guys, Benny and Rob. They are really good with that. They, you know, I've I've listened to the stories on Comics Explained and then listened to, uh, listened to stories on Comic Story, and I should say, and then listen to Comics Explained go into more detail about it rather than just you know describing the story. Works really well. I don't know if they've covered Mister Miracle, but they've covered stories with that with those characters in them. So if you want to get a taster for them, see what it's like. Um, Tom King has a really interesting writing style. Uh, I know he's covered he's been doing Batman for a while, but his run has been cut short uh or will be cut short. Uh, I think it's issue 95 or something like that. Um and then Mitch Garads is a fantastic artist. Um it's it's just the perfect pairing and they are going to be working on an Adam Strange book soon, which I you know, based on what I read in Mr. Miracle, I'm definitely going to be picking that up when it's done. You know, I, cause I'm not going to read all the issues. I'll wait till it's done in one book so I can just speed through it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my recommendation for this week. And I'll have another one for you guys in the next episode. Uh, yeah, the the best, definitely, definitely one of the best comics I've read uh, ever, I'd say. <laughs> It's uh, well worth a look. So that'll just about do it for this episode of State of the Multiverse. I hope you guys had a good time listening. I've had a fun time making this episode. Uh, If you guys have any questions or anything you want me to cover, anything like that for the next episode, feel free to let let me know through the Instagram, uh, at State of the Multiverse. And I'm sure we'll have something to talk about by, by by the next one, whether it's from the... (laughs) <laughs> whatever is going on with Sony and Disney on that Spider-Man deal or possibly the Joker trailer but hopefully I'll have an episode out before then the uh, I'm sure something movie or show related will come up anyway but uh, yeah I'll, I'll try to put up those 
polls if anyone wants to vote on which uh, universe they'd like to hear more about that I've covered today. If if that's something you'd be interested in, I'll be I'll put them up uh, after you listen to this episode. Uh, yeah, that just about covers everything, I'd say. And hopefully we'll see you again in the next one for State of the Multiverse Episode 3. Wonder what we'll cover. Uh, until then, I've been your host, Reese. Good night.